Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do I start? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, you do start. <laughs> I'm happy to start. This is comedian W. Kamau Bell. We met years ago at the beginning of both of our careers. I think I bombed at a couple of volunteer events. Yeah, you bombed a little bit, and we, I got to see you bomb. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, Look yeah. at him, bombing like a pro. Yeah, I think No, it's I... great. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, it's been wild that our careers have gone in these crazy trajectories, Yeah, and now we reunite to discuss Fred Rogers. Yeah. Today, Kamau has a CNN show called United Shades of America, where he travels around the U.S. talking to people about what's wrong with this country. And I wanted to talk with him because he did something really interesting with that show. He sat down with some of the most hateful people I can think of, and he had a conversation. I'm Carvel Wallace, and this is Finding Fred a podcast about Fred Rogers from iHeartMedia and Fatherly in partnership with Transmitter Media. Early in, I think it was the first season, you talked with some white nationalists uh, yeah. and some pretty heavy movers in that. I, I imagine you got a, a lot of pushback from people about... Giving the people platform, giving how did you make sense? Why did you decide to do that, and what did you learn in that experience? I believe, and I, you know, platforming Richard Spencer or any of these people would be tonight in United Shades. I'm going to take the night off and let Richard Spencer run the show. <laughs> to me, that's right. platforming. Right. That's normalizing. Right. 
sitting down and talking to Richard Spencer about what he believes and all of his white nationalist beliefs in the middle of an episode that is highlighting the importance of immigration and refugees in this country, mm. to me, is not platforming. I also think when Trump was first elected, the fear of platforming and normalizing is, I think, were really buzzwords that the left held on to mm. in lieu of doing the actual work. Mm. Like, you know, no, we. I feel like looking at it in the face is actually helpful to me to go, how serious is this? Not looking at it in the face to me is is sort of a way to sort of like just pretend like you can still go to yoga class and right. and uh, in the farmers market because I think the reason why we have Trump in office right now is because a lot of people on the left weren't willing to look at him. Hmm. You know, they weren't willing to really like. Is this possible? No, it's not possible because I've been mm-hmm. doing uh, chants in the morning. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the fact is is like if we've if we if we've learned anything in this current era of America is that we got to look at this stuff in the face. You know what I mean? So for me. You know, it's the it's sunlight's the best disinfectant. Yeah. Like, I, I believe that. Did you find Richard Spencer uh, intimidating, who's probably a foot shorter than you? <laughs> He's not as short as most white person. I think that's why he was the leader at oh, one okay. point. He was like, he was like the tall white 5'10". Uh, <laughs> Did you play in the NBA? <laughs> After you go in there, you do realize everybody's like 5'4". And, like, and they would sort of try to, like, walk up to me a couple of them, try to, like, get me to flinch or just sort of, like... <laughs> And it was like, also, I'm 6'4", man. I'm not, I'm not, I just sort of like, it became fun to me to sort of like look comfortable, yeah, you know? right. And so by the time I sat down and talked to him, it was really fine. We are here to talk about Mr. Rogers and- That's good, because I was like, man, this is really not what I prepared for. <laughs> I know. I, I tend to approach things from like a I thousand am, view level. I do it too. Um, and uh, the reason I'm asking about your experiences with Richard Spencer is because uh, I've been really stuck on this, this sort of ethical position that Fred Rogers took which is that it's it's you I like, I like you just the way you are, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that squares with people who are like Richard Spencer. Mm-hmm. Could Fred Rogers say, I like you just the way you are? And I, I, I know you can't speak for him, so I'm going to ask you to speak for you. Did you, when you look at him, see anything that you felt compassion for when you talked with Richard Spencer or some of these other white nationalists? So... Uh, the thing is, the, the, when I think about that, I like you just the way you are. When you sit down with people individually, mm. a lot of times all that stuff, a lot of the bluster goes away. Like when I talked to the Klan in, uh, in, in, was it in Kentucky, it became very clear to me after a while, like, oh, you guys have come from a community where there's no jobs, there's no opportunity, your educational system isn't good, and you're just mad Mm. And you have bought a bill of goods from somebody that is black people's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem mm. is that, that you went from like, I want more opportunity and more jobs in my community to it's got to be somebody's fault. And then somebody sold you. Can we talk to you about black people? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they handed you the it's black people fault pamphlet. <laughs> and so for me, when I take away the when I look at that part, I go, that's the part I could have empathy with. Mm. You know, these people are not the billionaire people who are mm-hmm. sort of running this country and, and using tools of white supremacy to keep things going. These are people who are like got sold a bill of goods based on being vulnerable. A few years ago, I was in Michigan reporting a story. I was at the gym and I looked up and saw Kamau's face on the TV screen. This was several months after the 2016 election, and the alt-right was feeling definitely emboldened, so much so, in fact, that there were white supremacists marching in downtown Berkeley, of all places, which happened to be where Kamal lived. He had just spoken at a counter-protest, and on Fox News, they were playing his speech and calling him a radical black separatist. And suddenly, Kamal, 
had become a target of white supremacists. That was when I got, uh, streets got hot for me for a second. Yeah, exactly. The streets got hot for you. And all of a sudden, I was, I had a lot of feelings seeing that actually, Uh dude. Like, uh on the one hand, I was like, this is absurd. But then on the other hand, it kind of struck a little bit of fear in my heart because I thought, God, if you can call Kamau, (laughs) if you can get like, like the the, the Confederate flag waivers on Kamau as a black separatist, what? Who among us is safe? Yeah, this the is mayor like, of Hugsville is a black <laughs> exactly. separatist. Like this is the most integrated dude I've ever met, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and um, I was just really amazed by that, and I thought a lot about it. And I guess I want to ask you what that experience was like for you to be targeted in that way, and how you made sense of that, like how you navigated that. Was that scary at all? Like it only became especially because you had kids at that point. Yeah, yeah. It became scary because over the next week or so, it like I became the like the the deep intern dark web inter mm-hmm. hinterland internet mm-hmm. alt right target. Like I was just the person mm-hmm. on the summer jam screen. Mm-hmm. So like like so mm-hmm. all these memes start going up mm-hmm. and you know we were in downtown Berkeley, so people see me walking into my house, you right. know. And also we were right down where all the alt right rallies are. It was scary. It was like the first time I felt like. That my the thing I do on TV is can affect my family, mm-hmm. like in a way that it feels like we have to sort of like think about our security protocols mm-hmm. and think about like where we send our kids to school as opposed to like, oh, yeah, you know, and all these sorts of things that sort of that that we weren't thinking in that way before. Mm. Doesn't that kind of make you hate people like they're putting your family in jeopardy and putting you in the situation where you feel like, I mean, doesn't that like trigger rage and hate uh, no, it, 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 it triggers like i'd say it triggers like papa bear protect your family mm-hmm. you know it triggers like don't do anything stupid the people who are doing this i already wasn't a fan of anyway <laughs> so, like, <it's> not like, <laughs> this has really changed my opinion yeah, of I mean, you sir yeah i sort of knew this you know and also the history of black people in this country is that you know you can't know the history of our people without knowing that like you know we get taken out regularly now i don't think i'm not up here trying to be some sort of martyr or something but it's just like if I choose to do this work and I choose to be public about it, it's not that I'm like ready to die or any of that nonsense. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I got too many children to die right now, uh-huh. but I do feel like this is a part of the gig. I mean, my wife talk about that. Like, and I think about like people like Dick Gregory, as far as like he, he actually gave up comedy to be an activist at one point in his life. And so this is the work I want to do. And it feels right now in this country, it feels like it's necessary. Yeah. If anything, I feel bad when I'm not doing more of it. I think more about that. Like what more can I do or how can I do this better than I think about the people who, who have enmity towards me. And also the thing is, most of them don't even, they're just blah, blah, blah. Like, they're going to move on to the next person. We'll be right back. dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. 
Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's your first earliest memory of seeing Fred Rogers or seeing his show? Did you watch it growing up? I watched it growing up, so I don't have like a I don't have the time my mom sat me down. We didn't have cable, so like, like <laughs> PBS was cable. Yeah, uh, and so you know I'm talking about like Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, The Electric Company, Three Two One Contact. For, yes. for my old heads out there, this is you're uh, taking me down, <laughs> down old man yeah. memory lane right now. Yeah, so for me, like Mr. Rogers is just one of the things that I watched on TV. And then for me, the weird part is like even when I got older, every now and again you flip past and go, let me just watch a few minutes. Why? What is what? What did that bring to you? I think there is something the greatest of kids programming. There is something so pure about it that it's doing thing it wants to do that adults watch it too. Hmm. Like I think that's true. When it's not pure, when it's really about like you just want my kid to buy this thing, don't you? <laughs> then it like it becomes too self conscious of like the things it's trying to do. Hmm. But Mister Rogers is super pure. It's just like this is one person's statement being supported by the team of people around him. Mm. And as somebody who works in TV, that's hard to do. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, as it has your understanding of what he was able to do changed now that you ma- are a maker of television? Yes. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Did we come out? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's like it's hard to get everybody on. You ha- if you have everybody on the same page that they're all in service of, of Mr. Rogers. I can still call him Mr. Rogers. You say Fred because you know him like that. <laughs> But I've been called that only by black people on this show. <laughs> I just want to point that out. White people have been like, Fred, Fred, Fred. And then oh, I had really? Eve Ewing and she was like, you know him like that? To yeah, call him that's Fred? exactly I how I like, feel. I was like, Fred Rogers? Excuse me? <laughs> Are you a son that I didn't know about? Uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> is that it's clear that like everybody was on the same page or at least knew that this was this is the voice I'm following. Mm. 
that's not always, that's not case. Ninety nine point nine percent of the TV that's ever been made, that's not the case. That they're mm. not listening to one voice. Even some of the TV we like, it was like it was a nightmare back there. Mm. But when it happens, you can feel it. So for me, there's not much difference between Mister Rogers and Atlanta with Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Like you can mm-hmm. feel it. Like there's not much on that show that Donald Glover hasn't been like check. It's fun. It's it, the Atlanta is a really interesting comparison, one that I had never made. Um, but that rings true for me, partially for what you said about the creative process, but also because both of those shows make a lot of use of space and silence. And they do this thing where they train the listeners to sit still mm-hmm. long enough to start to feel and experience more subtle levels of what's going on. And they've built a lot of trust with the audience. Yes. So even if you're like, where's this going? You're just like, I'm going to sit here and see. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing, too, is that this, that you when you build that trust with the audience, and that comes from the audience knowing, I trust that uh, Mr. Rogers or Mr. Glover, <laughs> <laughs> I trust that these people have a plan. Because mm. so many times you watch a lot of TV and it's like, there's no plan. They just had to get this done. Yeah. They just had to turn this in. Yeah. And there was a way in which Mr. Rogers did. There's something that feels like we're here for one purpose. Yes. We're all pulling together. Yes. And we're not trying to do something that is cool or hip or trendy. Yeah. We want to create an experience and have you join us today and come back the next time. Also, I think talk, I mean, I think I guess this from Mr. Rogers. I think the reason why I responded to Mr. Rogers because the way my mom treated me, talking to your kids like they're people, you know, mm-hmm. like talk, not talking to them like they're kids. Like mm-hmm. certainly Mr. Rogers has, slows down because he's trying to like mm-hmm. make sure you understand but you feel like he's a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. And I think and if for me as a parent, when you feel like you're like, I'm the I'm your friend, I mean, I'm the friend who pays the rent. So every now and again, <laughs> yeah. I get to sort of make some decisions. <laughs> but really, I would rather us be friends. Mm-hmm. I would rather us talk through these problems instead yeah. of like, instead of me saying, because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You bring up your mom and I've, I've met your mom and read her book. And um, she is a person with a very strong black identity, mm-hmm. which is a part of the way you were raised. And... Um, and I wonder when I talk to people about Fred Rogers, a lot of times uh, they'll <laughs> they'll bring up in some way, depending on their race, a question about how I feel about him as a black man. In other words, mm-hmm. the question hit. I was actually talking with, of all people, well, I'm not going to name drop, but I was talking with someone. You can name drop. I don't want to name drop. Man, we know people. <laughs> so I was talking with someone in Cape Cod randomly that I'd run into, who was a, a known historian, and I said, "Oh, I'm doing this thing with Fred Rogers," and he immediately said, "He was a white guy." He immediately oh. said. How do black people feel about Fred Rogers? <laughs> I was like, sir, that's why I'm not going to name drop because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to kill name. his book sale because yeah. his book oh, is very important. God. But um, oh. but that's the first thing he said, and yeah. uh, whatever. I stumbled through the answer, yeah. also kind of annoyed, and then excused myself. But yeah. it did make me think about this inherent belief that somehow what Fred Rogers did was like doesn't work for blackness or is, or is misaligned. And like, you yeah. know, that's been made, I mean, in the famous Eddie Murphy sketch, that's sort of the premise of that joke is but, that yeah. if you did Fred Rogers in the black neighborhood, it might look like this. But I want to hear you talk a little bit about how I people mean, it's, understand it's so that. so funny. At the same time I was taking in some Mr. Rogers, I was also watching Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Right. I never saw Eddie Murphy's Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood as being critical of Mr. Rogers. Yes. His portrayal of Mr. Rogers felt like Mr. Rogers, but an Eddie Murphy version of it. And also, it never occurred to me that it was really the black version of Mr. Rogers. It was just the 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 this version of blackness of Mr. Rogers, which is yeah. the thing white people do. That's yes. the black version. No, no, that that's like true. the hood criminal black <laughs> right. version of Mr. Rogers. I'm sorry, is there a difference between hood criminal and black? <laughs> Breaking news. Oh uh, yeah. So for radical me, separatist Kamau Bell. <laughs> yeah. So again, yeah, I'm coming on Tucker Carlson again. <laughs> so for me, it was just the idea that like this is how this is Eddie Murphy. It was a love letter to Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And when I watched Mr. Rogers, I didn't watch him as a white guy. Mm. I watched him as Mr. Rogers. And I think that's 
that's the thing I think when a white person asks that question, they don't understand. Black people and people of color can tell the difference between a white guy and Mr. Rogers. Mm. If that show had been made for white kids, mm. we would have been able to sniff it through. Mm. We would have been able to go, oh, this doesn't feel like it's talking to me. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, Mr. Rogers was talking to all kids. I've been trying to get a black person to come on the show and say that Mr. Rogers transcends race. Can I, can I get you? Can I put you down for transcends race? <laughs> when I look at the way, that, uh, the way that when Prince died, he transcended race. I remember Prince, and, Prince died and David Bowie died. I was like, nobody said David Bowie transcended race. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Rogers transcends his race. <laughs> wow, we got it. Yeah, you got it. Clip. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it's funny because I, I think a lot about. Um, I, I think a lot about this. Oh, he doesn't transcend his race. He transcends his race. He transcends that's, that's, his yeah, race. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. distinction. Tell me more about that. Just that he that he's so good that I don't even score him down for being white. I see. That is, <laughs> I don't, it's I don't, too good to be white. He's, I don't see him through his, through his whiteness, which I see a lot of people through their whiteness. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th- I th- actually think it's a really interesting point. No one's made that quite as articulately. You're so articulate. Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> uh, no one's made that quite as articulately as you have. That there was something. It wasn't that he transcended sort of the existence of race, but something about the way he presented himself didn't allow you to think of him just as a white guy, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And I and I wonder what that is. Like, I mean, part of me thinks that because he was trafficking in a certain kind of respect and kindness mm-hmm. that typically we don't see associated with like your average run-of-the-mill white person when interacting with like the rest of the world. Or your average run-of-the-mill kids show. Yeah. Like there are a lot of times they're yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're they're not actually trying to connect. They're trying to uh order, you know, like mm. do this, now do this. Yeah. Now go buy this. Like it's very like ah. <laughs> <laughs> the calisthenics of kids shows. <laughs> and he was just like he was just wanted to sit with you. And it was clear he cared. And I mean, it's so hard to do through the TV camera when you're looking at the camera because he's literally looking at a camera. He's not looking at a person. And I know that too from having to look at camera. When they say talk directly to the camera, I'm always like, Ugh. yeah, because you're looking at a box and yeah. you're looking at like half the camera guy's shoulder, and you know, and you're wondering if he's paying attention or whatever. How do you go about that? Because I, I was going to ask you about that, like about similarities, if any, that you see between Fred Rogers and United Shades. I don't know if you can find that, but I, yeah. but just as you, a person who has to like do a similar kind of work, which is I need to talk to people, Mm -hmm. I need to reach people at home. Mm -hmm. How do you go about that technically? Like, how do you think through that? The thing I think about is vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Like, if you are vulnerable on camera and if you let people know when you don't know or if you let people see you, uh, if if you let people see you break or if you let people see you, like, basically sweat, you know, like, then they connect with you on a human level. I'm trying to... Be clear, I'm not the expert here. Mm. I'm sitting with some experts, mm. and I also don't always have the right opinion, and sometimes I mispronounce things, and sometimes I, I will say something. We had a moment in a show we did last year in Salt Lake City, and I sat down with a bunch of young people to talk about what was life like for, to be Mormon and me in the LGBTQ plus community, what's that like? And I said to one person, I said, well, as a gay man, and the person stopped and said, no, 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 I'm not a gay man, I'm intersex. And I was like, oh, sorry. Mm. And the person was like, no, no big deal. Like, basically, it happens all the time. Uh-huh. And the first edit that came back from the production, they cut out the moment of my mistake. Because that's what you're supposed to do in TV. Yeah. Cut out the mistakes. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That really happened. Yeah. I'm not, if you cut it out, it looks like I always know what I'm talking about. To me, I like lean on the fact that like I that the audience, who the core audience of the show knows that I'm not trying to be the expert. So for me, 
Mr. Rogers feels like a person who's making a TV show. He doesn't feel like the host of a TV show. And I talk about that with the United States. If I start to feel like I'm hosting the TV show, we're doing something wrong. Fred Rogers, his work was very much of his time. Mm -hmm. He did something on TV that was, on the one hand, very successful. On the other hand, almost no one else repeated it. I mean, in his legacy, there's a small tradition. But for the large part, the rest of children's television just became more manic, Mm -hmm. more insane, more (laughs) jump cuts, more selling stuff. Yes. And so I guess I wonder, assuming that you couldn't have that exact person Mm -hmm. appear right now in the 21st century— what would a Fred Rogers of the 21st century look like? You don't want somebody to repeat. You want somebody to stand on the shoulders of. Mm. And also it means they may make it look differently. And so I do feel like, like I think about like uh, Hair Love, the animated, you know, do you know Hair Love? No, no, no. So, no. A, so uh, Matthew Cherry wrote a book, Hair Love, about a black dad doing his daughter's hair, I trying see. to learn how to do his, his black daughter's hair. Oh, that's beautiful. And I always say black twice just because it's possible for people to have kids of different mm-hmm, races than them. Mm-hmm. So... It just turned, they turn it into an animated feature, and it is that almost sounds like science fiction to me that mm. that's in a movie theater. Mm. And it's not like if you read the book, that's all it's about. It's not yeah. about, and now we got to go fight a dragon. You yeah, know, like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. and it's not about like, yeah. or some bad thing's going to happen if I don't do your hair. Yeah. Like, the stakes are not that high. Yeah. But for me, there's something about it that is pure. And that's what Mr. Rogers' legacy is, 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 is the pureness of how to sort of like mm. put out good content for kids in the world that is so pure that adults are excited about it. Given how expansive his vision for love and acceptance in the world was, and given how uh, shitty the world the world is, yeah. do you think he was successful? Yes, because I think that this is the thing I said earlier about like when we're making when I'm making anything I'm making, whether it's a podcast or writing or United Shades. When I'm writing it, I'm like, this is going to change the world. <laughs> Just because you, I think you have to feel that way. You have to feel that way. Kind of like how you, every basketball player thinks that they're the they're like top yeah. five all time. You have to right. think that way, or else why are you out, why are you stepping out there? Right. But then when you get on the court, you just got to make sure you're helping win the game. Maybe in the gym by yourself, you're top five yeah. all the time. Yeah. Or maybe when I'm home writing on my computer or yeah. if I'm making night shades, I think this is going to be the thing that is like the definitive yeah. uh, episode on reproductive justice in America. Yeah. And then at the end, you just have to be, I hope people watch it and talk about it. Mm. And I think Mr. Rogers won because people watched it and talked about it and have been inspired by it. You know, I think that, it's a big thing to do to make the world a more equitable, just, loving place. That's a mm. big task. And you have to have more people working on it. You know, at the same time he was working on it, there's a guy across town named Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Jr. who was also working on it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, and there are different ways to do this. I don't want to call either one of them failures mm. because because it didn't happen. Mm. I think that, that I believe, and there's not proof, right, that things move in a more equitable and just direction. They just don't always move consistently, Mm. and they don't always stay moving forward. Mm. Right now we're at a point where it's starting to move back. But I feel like in the long line of history, to Mm -hmm. to, to, to paraphrase Dr. King, Mm -hmm. who stole it from a Quaker, Mm -hmm. the arc of history does bend towards justice, but Mm. it doesn't always bend consistently towards Mm. justice. And I think that, yeah, I think that the fact that we're sitting here talking about Mr. Rogers and the fact that we're sort of deconstructing it, two black men talking about Mr. Rogers, yeah. Mission accomplished. Do you, um, my last question is, uh, uh, if he were here. I would be crying. <laughs> and, uh, and after you yeah. composed yourself and stopped yeah. weeping and cleaned all this snot off of yeah. your face. <laughs> bubbles, not bubbles. <laughs> bubble, clear all the snot bubbles. What would you ask him? Uh, what would I ask Mr. Rogers? I guess the thing you, 
do you feel successful? Mm. I think that's the thing. Cause I think a lot of times people who are in on that side of it have very complicated feelings about what they've done. Mm. Sometimes it's like, it doesn't matter what you what the world tells you. It's how do you feel inside? Mm. And so for me, if he felt like, <sighs> nope, that would make me sad. I've been thinking about that a lot too. Was Fred successful? Did Fred feel successful? Next time, we'll explore the ways in which he was, but also the many ways in which he wasn't. I went up to get him to come down to the studio. And he was, he was a mess. He said, why am I doing these? These aren't going to do any good. Finding Fred is produced by Transmitter Media. Our team is Dan O'Donnell, Jordan Bailey, and Maddie Foley. Our editor is Sarah Nix. The executive producer for Transmitter Media is Greta Cohn. Executive producers at Fatherly are Simon Isaacs and Andrew Berman. Thanks to the team at iHeartMedia. Our show is mixed by Rick Kwan. Music by Blue Dot Sessions and Allison Layton-Brown. I'm Carvel Wallace. Thank you for listening. You dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.